the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is always a pleasure to welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, independent journalist Jack Windsor, who is uh, working on a new endeavor that we'll talk about later on in our conversation. Jack, thanks for the time today. How are you? Bruce, I'm super fantastic. It's an honor to be here with you and listeners of The Answer. Thanks for choosing me today. You are welcome, my friend. You surprised at Mike Carey's margin of victory last night in the 15th Congressional District? You got 30 seven percent of the vote jeff larray ron hood bob peterson all essentially tied for second at you know between 12 and a half and 13 percent i thought it might be a little closer than that you know uh i was interested to see how it was going to turn out to be really frank bruce i wasn't certain i am a little bit surprised by the margin and here's why um you know stivers had a dog in the fight that he endorsed yep and uh, good is is really a, a conservative favorite but what that tells me uh, is that the, the Trump endorsement still means quite a lot in Ohio. And I was I was curious about that because, of course, I think it was last week in Texas, mm-hmm. one of the uh, candidates he represented, excuse me, endorsed, mm-hmm. didn't win. So uh, I was just wondering and curious, is, is he kind of fallen out of style and out of favor? But it appears that he's not in Ohio. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, certainly that makes Trump feel good. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we'll see more of him doing this with candidates that he feels good about. I don't think Mike Carey's in any danger of losing that seat uh, in the fall, but uh, I'm sure the Dems would like to flip it. It's only been in Democratic hands for two years since like the 1960s. So I would assume that uh, Mike Carey will roll in the fall and, you know, head off to Washington. And I think it's pretty telling to me that Steve Stivers did not endorse him. So I would assume that Mike Carey would be a different congressman than Steve Stivers. Yeah, you would think so, right? Um, Steve Stivers is now over at um, the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, and uh, I think is probably a little more moderate. And if Carey governs um, the way that he says he's made up, then I would expect that he would be a little more red meat and hardcore conservative. But, you know, we'll see. It'll all come out in the wash. Um, There are a lot of folks right now in the state of Ohio that want that Trump endorsement or at least want to uh, purport that they uh, have an ideology that's similar to or spot on with Trump's America first agenda. Uh, I'm not certain that that's always the case. I think, you know, like any good politician, I think they ride the wave. But we'll see what what Mike Carey's made of here, I think. Yeah, Jack Windsor is our guest. You can follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. He's also with the Ohio Press Network, and you can find Jack's reports on Facebook as well. Search his name, and you'll find his reporting. And um, you had a a report here recently about the Ohio Republican Party uh, kicking an awful lot of money to Mike DeWine and to John Husted. Uh 
that made me wonder a little bit uh, how that might land with Joe Blystone and with uh, and with Jim Renacci. Yeah, so I'm actually still in uh, the thick of doing some follow-up work on that report, but uh, you sound surprised, and uh, you're uh, like a lot of Ohioans that reached out to me last week. Of course, uh, you know, um, reports were due for the first half of the year, and it appears that the Ohio Republican Party handed uh, the DeWine in Houston for Ohio Fund $500,000, and then another $394,000 went out the door uh, of in-kind donations to pay credit card bills, phone bills, accounting services, things like that. And uh, my understanding is that members of the state central committee didn't know that that was going on. And here's the issue I think that I'm uh, picking up that a lot of folks on the right side of the aisle have with that, Bruce, is that Mike DeWine does not have an endorsement. And he has two competitors, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Joe yep. Blystone and Jim Renacci. And the question that everyone is asking is, well, why didn't the other two folks uh, get money? And if the state central committee didn't vote on it or at least have the discussion, and if the uh, financial audit uh, committee uh, of the state central committee didn't authorize the funds, um, why were they given? <laughs> and so, um, you know, there's a lot of focus on that issue right now. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about Joe Blystone. He's kind of a mystery man. We're going to have him on the show here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, Jim Renacci's name is well known in Ohio. He's served before and he ran against Sherrod Brown when. Josh Mandel pulled out uh, a while back. So uh, Joe Blystone, uh, I mean, I've seen the signs. I've seen the cowboy hat. Uh, he seems like kind of a character to me. <laughs> he definitely is uh, a character, right? Uh, I mean, you see the hat, you see the beard, and uh, you see the way that he dresses, and you think, my goodness, he just it, it feels like Americana, right? Yeah. Um, but he makes no bones about it. He's not a politician. He's a restaurateur. He's um, a rancher. Uh, business owner and uh, wants to be in office for one term based on my conversation with him earlier in the year. He calls himself a, a constitutional conservative. So uh, certainly believes in, you know, the first amendment, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of press. Um, and uh, I believe he is uh, also pro-life as well as uh, a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, uh, the right for Americans to constitutionally carry guns. I believe constitutionally carry. I want to I check on that, which would mean they don't even need a permit to carry. They just have the right to carry a gun uh, or a firearm if they want to. Uh, but, you know, he's, um, he, he'll tell you he's not, uh, he's not a politician. He's not polished. He's not varnished. He's a, a, an average working man uh, who wants to represent uh, the hardworking folks of Ohio who are really tired of party politics, whether Democrats or Republicans, they're tired of their candidates being chosen for them by the party and then having to go in and, and pull the lever, uh, sometimes even, you know, holding their nose, um, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Jack Windsor is our guest here on the Bruce Hooley show. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor, and he's with the Ohio Press Network. I want to play for you uh, Mike DeWine's comment last week. Uh, about mask mandates. He left a loophole out there before, uh, you know, uh, OU has slipped into that loophole now. It seems to me, you know, they're requiring kids to have vaccines. They're going to test them all over the place. But it seemed like Mike DeWine signed the, you know, no vaccine mandate thing, but he didn't really have uh, much commitment to it because he went out of his way to note that, well, it doesn't take effect for 90 days. And here's what he had to say 
about masks and the decision of local school districts as to whether or not to require masks. We came out last week uh, with recommendations. There are recommendations. We leave it up to the local schools, 600 and some local schools. We leave it up to them, but we have a strong recommendation that because the population in school, kids in school, uh, most of them are unvaccinated. Uh, you know, obviously we can't get anybody 11 and under vaccinated yet. So most of these kids are unvaccinated. And we had great success last last winter, last school year. We saw virtually no spread in the classroom when all the kids were wearing masks. So we recommend, strong recommendation to our schools that they do that. Now, some will do that, some will not. But uh, it's clear the evidence shows that that's a way to really slow down spread in the school. And we think it's very important. Okay, so my issue with that answer is that he draws a conclusion that is not proven by what he said. He says there's clear evidence because they had great success that the virus didn't spread. It could be, and many experts say, it is because kids don't spread the virus. Teachers do, but kids don't. But he's saying it didn't spread because the kids were wearing masks, which I don't think he has the factual support to make that statement. You know, there are four counterpoints to that, and I think he and Dr. Vanderhoff early on pointed to a study that I haven't uh, had a chance to dive into for quite some time where they measured those types of things in the Ohio school setting. Um, but, but I'm not sure how accurate that is. Uh, you know, it, to your point, if I were counter-arguing this, I would lay out four things. Number one, Ohio had the biggest run-up in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths last year after the mask mandate had been in place for several months and the Ohio Compliance Unit was out visiting locations and seeing mask compliance at 95% plus. Correct. So people were wearing masks, and the, the vaccine, or excuse me, the, the virus was spreading. Number two, uh, Anthony Fauci, you know, when his emails were dumped after a Freedom of Information Act request, was uh, cited last year saying, look, these drugstore masks that you buy, they don't work. And the CDC uh, also released a study last year, I want to say it was in December, that showed there was about a 1% efficacy uh, of wearing masks. So to me, masks have become a political statement. Masks have become um, a thing that um, I think is used to influence people. If you don't want to wear the mask, then get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, then wear the mask. But to say that they are unequivocally um, uh, proven to work is false. And, you know, there's a constitutional attorney in Ohio by the name of uh, Maurice Thompson who pointed out last year that the Ohio Department of Health has been asked in the court of law uh, to provide evidence to support that notion, and they haven't been able to. So at this point, that's a political statement to me. That's not a science-backed, medically-backed uh, or data-backed statement by Mike DeWine. Well, and I thought you would love hearing uh, the comment uh, on that comment from Matt Walsh, a popular podcaster on The Daily Wire. He played DeWine's comment, and then Matt Walsh had this to say. I say this, and I want you to know I don't mean it as a compliment. This guy, Mike DeWine, is the perfect Republican. Absolutely a perfect representative of the Republican Party. I cannot think of a better one. Just this totally unimpressive, empty, nothing of a person. Going along with, you know, not, not, not taking any kind of stand here at all. And just saying, oh, well, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, put, 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 put the kids in masks for all day, every day, for an entire year. Yeah, why not? So uh, Walsh often does not mince words, and he certainly did not mince words there about the governor.
No, he didn't. And, uh, you know, that's a hard one for me to respond to because, um, you know, there's a lot of sentiment about that right now. Mike DeWine, uh, you know, he's right now he's going to run for governor again um, as it stands. Will that be the case as we get closer to that primary? I don't know. But I can tell you that he has a lockdown on the 65-year-olds plus in the Republican Party because, you know, he spent a lot of time at vaccination clinics and talking about how, you know, masks would would help save grandma and grandpa. And I think that resonated with, uh, you know, some of the older crowd in the Republican Party. I can tell you that it didn't resonate with the conservatives. Uh, His approval rating at at one point was about 27 percent among uh, likely uh, Republican voters. So. Uh, but, you know, that's a, that's a comical clip. I could really go off the deep end here, but for the sake of trying to stay somewhat objective and professional, I've given you a lot of opinion today. I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that. What do you think? Tim? Well, I, I just played it because I thought you'd get a giggle out of it, because I got a giggle out of it, because, you know, Walsh just took him to task on it, because Mike DeWine really did cover all his bases there. And you gave me a description of Joe Blystone that is decidedly un-Mike DeWine, and Mike DeWine's a career politician. And, you know, he likes to make statements that if you really tear them apart and you sort through them, and I, I mean, I had 10 years of covering Jim Tressel as Ohio State's football coach. Many was the time I'd go through 20 pages of notes at the end and say, I got nothing here. And that's often, I think, the way that Mike DeWine leaves all of us who follow what he has to say. So tell us about the new endeavor that you have coming to the extent that you can, because I want people to be able to find your content because it is truly uh, folks, Jack's reporting is, I'd love to be able to say, one of the only places where you can get the true, unvarnished, uh, you know, nonpartisan truth. But it's the only one that I know of. So I want to be able uh, for people to find it, Jack. So where can they find you either today or coming soon? First of all, that is a truly high compliment, Bruce, uh, coming from you. So you for that sincerely. Uh, Facebook right now is really the only place uh, that you can read um, the information on the people, politics, and policies that affect our daily life here in the state of Ohio. So on Facebook, it's the Ohio Press Network. On Twitter, it's at Ohio Press. And uh, we're just a few weeks out from having the website up as well as our mobile app. And then, of course, we'll have podcast functionality. So we'll have some fun in the podcast studio, too. All right, great. Well, when that is ready to go live, come back, visit with us so that we can plant that seed fresh in everybody's mind because uh, we want people to be able to find you. And we appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks so much. Bruce, it was an honor. Talk to you again soon. There you go. Jack Windsor, the best out there. We appreciate him taking his time to join us here on The Bruce Woolley Show. I extend my thanks to Jack Windsor for joining us, talking about the 15th Congressional District race won by Mike Carey about Governor Mike DeWine. Interesting insight on Joe Blystone, who's running for governor. You may see uh, Joe's signs around with the cowboy hat on them. Um, I look forward to talking to uh, Joe Blystone. Uh, It'll be interesting to see which way the country trends politically in 2022, shared with you yesterday the escalating disapproval ratings for Joe Biden and for Kamala Harris. There's no doubt that Ron DeSantis right now is running for president against Joe Biden, and if not Joe Biden personally, then against Joe Biden's policies. 
I mean, I think Ron DeSantis loves it when Joe Biden pays him the ultimate compliment, which is to insult DeSantis's policies in Florida that have worked regarding COVID by prioritizing vaccinations for the elderly. And I don't mean to insinuate that when Biden talks about DeSantis, he's punching down. But every time Joe Biden mentions Ron DeSantis, he elevates Ron DeSantis' status. The people in Florida know about Ron DeSantis. People around the country know about Ron DeSantis, but they don't follow him on a daily basis. Why are we talking about Ron DeSantis on a radio show in Columbus, Ohio? Because the president of the United States is clearly bothered by Ron DeSantis. So when Biden talks about DeSantis needing to back off, back off why? He's reacted to the COVID numbers in a purposeful, measured, sensible way. He hasn't panicked like Biden has, like everyone in his administration have. So when Biden says something like, yeah, he ought to back off. Oh, that's that's tough guy, Amtrak Joe. That's corn pop Joe. He's going to take Joe Biden. He's going to take Ron DeSantis out back behind his schoolhouse and punch him in the nose like he used to say about Donald Trump. No, instead, what he's doing is he's adding to Ron DeSantis's popularity with conservatives. Now, will Ron DeSantis get to the point where he's so popular that people will look at him and say, you know, he's young, he's energetic, he's got a great track record, he's got enough Trump in him, but not too much Trump in him, that he could possibly outpoint Donald Trump. The problem with going head-to-head against Trump is that nobody goes into that prize fight and escapes unbloodied. Donald Trump is just a destructive force that if he perceives you as his opponent or his enemy, he is going to bloody you. He may lose to you, but he is going to bloody you. DeSantis has some of that same ability and unleashed on Joe Biden today. Well, uh, it did not go well for the president. Joe Biden has taken to himself to try to single out Florida um, over COVID. Uh, This is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. You have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across every month. And it's not just from Mexico. In fact, it's rarely from Mexico. You have over 100 different countries where people are pouring through. Not only are they letting them through, they're then farming them out all across our communities across this country, putting them on planes, putting them on buses. Do you think they're being uh, worried about COVID for that? Of course not. So he's facilitating. Who knows what new variants are out there? But I can tell you, whatever variants are around the world, they're coming across that southern border. And so he's not shutting down the virus. He's helping to facilitate it in our country. And what is his big solution? What is he so upset about Florida? His solution is he wants to have the government force kindergartners to wear masks in school. He doesn't believe the parents should have a say in that. 
He thinks that should be a decision for the government. Well, I can tell you in Florida, the parents are going to be the ones in charge of that decision. See, those kinds of comments are just red meat for true conservatives. People who prize freedom, who prize liberty, and who want as much of the government interference in their lives eliminated as possible. Now, that, of course, is Trump's message. But DeSantis has an energy and is not going to... Here's the problem with Trump running again. There is such a disdain. There's a delusional disdain for Donald Trump on the left that will energize the left in a way that the candidacy of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris cannot possibly energize them. What are they going to run on? They're going to run on their border record? Are they going to run on their economic record? Are they going to run on their COVID record? No, the only thing they can run on is the thing that got them into the White House in the first place. They're not Trump. Well, if Trump's not in the picture, then they actually have to run on their record, and that is something they don't want to do. Uh, We will talk about Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo next. Next. 